how's it going tonight, everybody? We are Run the Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we are back with another review, the end of our uh, scary movie reviews. Yeah, the Halloween series that we planned out perfectly to fill the month of October with horror. Ooh, sometimes. I'd say only one of these movies was actually scary, so. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Wait a second. What all did we do? We did The Exorcist, then this. One Cut of the Dead. One Cut was the other one. I can't remember. The Brood. Oh, yeah. The, the brood. brood. That's right. It was quite lewd. Not as lewd as this movie. That yeah. is true. <laughs> yeah. Exorcist is the only scary one we've done. <laughs> Just wait. We've got, well, you'll hear. Stick around to the end and you'll hear what's coming next. Yeah. But but what are we doing this time? What's this uh, movie we're reviewing? Hostile. The original. Sorry if I'm not wanting to discuss this and would rather get an early go at the next one. <laughs> wow. Showing his hand. <laughs> I saw this coming. <laughs> Me too. When did this movie come out? 2005. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes says 2006. This also says 2006 on IMDb. <laughs> oh, it was 05, maybe the festival run, and then 06, the theatrical? Yes. So... The festival run, apparently there was some shenanigans there. Um, they showed it at the festival. Uh, what was it, Toronto Film Festival? And the ambulance had to be called for two people because they came out and one person thought she was having a heart attack. The other person felt lightheaded and fell down the stairs or something. Dang. <laughs> Oof. And they were like, it's Eli Roth. He's got a media like hype up of this movie. <laughs> and he was like, no, I was just sitting in there watching it. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> what else is he going to say? I swear that happens in every single screening of like every movie festival ever. Like somebody faints and then it's like, oh my God, this is the scariest movie in existence. It seems like I hear stories every year about some movie making people puke or get up out of their seats and leave or something. Well, I guess this one made you very uncomfortable, Dan, so maybe he can... Uh... I wouldn't say uncomfortable as much as I would say disgusted, but we'll get into that. And I'll just throw this out here right now. Uh, this will be spoiler heavy, so if you haven't seen the movie, I would recommend go watching it first and then coming back to listen. Um, but hey, if you, I mean, if you don't care about spoilers, yeah, just keep on listening. Yeah, why don't you give us a rundown, Mike, of what this even is? Surprisingly, um, if you've seen Eurotrip, Eurotrip got oh, yeah. <laughs> quite a bit from this movie now that I've seen it. But uh, Hostel follows these three dudes who are in Europe and they're cruising for chicks and some dude who let them climb up into his apartment um, after they got locked out of their hostel tells them about this place in... Uh, was it? It's Slovakia, right? Yeah. Yeah, Bratislava or something like that? Around there, yeah. But he said, the best girls are there. And so they go there, and they meet girls, and then they get kidnapped to a place where rich people pay money to come <laughs> and torture and kill them. Yeah, it's pretty infamous. It is infamous, and fits in with uh, 
my theory that most of the horror in the 2000s was just gross and nasty stuff. This one was directed by Eli Roth and written by him, and uh, Quentin Tarantino was actually involved in this, and we all like Tarantino here, so... We do. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me, though, you know. He, he likes a lot of movies. I think he just likes movies in general. He'll like anything. He loves exploitation films with lots of blood and gore. And nudity. And nudity, yes. <laughs> Though he, he refrains from nudity in most of his movies. Yeah, I was going to say, there was a lot of bizarre exposition in this movie that reminded me a lot of his movies. Like that Dutch guy going on his weird speech was very Tarantino-y. Oh, about the relationship with food? Yeah, I, I could see that. I did like that part. That part was pretty good. <laughs> We've all seen Euro Trip here, right? Have you seen it, Terry? No, I haven't seen it. Would recommend. It's a classic. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Euro Trip is pretty funny. It's it's along the same veins of like American Pie and stuff like that. But there's some scenes that Euro Trip just really got from this movie, and I didn't know that, yeah. <laughs> and I did not expect it. You know what caught me off guard with this movie? The whole first half of it, honestly. It's like a, like you said, it's like one of those awful teen sex comedies. It even has the terrible music choices as well to go along with it. The only thing it's missing is narration. And I know we've discussed on here before how much I hate that combination for early 2000s films. <laughs> At least with Eurotrip, he actually has a goal in mind. <laughs> he's like, I want to hook up with this chick again. Or wait, no, he's trying to... Well, he, he wants the hookup, but he has to go intercept that message or whatever he sent. I mean, they definitely have a goal in this too, but... Yeah. It's very broad. Very, <laughs> very broad goal. Broad. Yeah. Like, let's just walk around and find women to sleep with. That is the whole first half of the film. These have to be like the most bro-y, like, <laughs> <laughs> like terrible people ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. They're so obnoxious. Which is the point, but that doesn't mean it makes for a good watching. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really relate to any of them. Don't really care too much about them at all. Yeah, they're all pretty terrible. I don't want to watch the college frat boys walk around and say stupid things to stupid chicks and stupid dudes for 45 minutes. There's like no point almost to the first 45 minutes of this film unless you want to see some boobs. It goes on so long without any like horror yeah, elements. I kind of like the main guy, you know? I, I, I liked him. I'd party with that dude. The main dude. Josh, I want to say. Which one? The one who lived. I didn't care for his nice guy, Buddy, who just whined the whole time about how many girls there were. He was annoying. But I liked the main dude. <laughs> I thought he was going to be, like, the one they focused on because he's the only one who actually had, like, character and a backstory to him. You know? And then they're like, nah, we're not gonna mess with this dude who we've actually set up to be semi-interesting, quotation marks. What kind of backstory did he have? We don't know anything about him. He was with some other girl for a while, and they had a bad breakup, and that's why he was, like, I mean, he wanted to get some, 
right? But he's like, he was used to it meaning something. So he was having a hard time just being like, I'm going to go do some one night stands over in Europe. And he's a huge, awkward, nice guy. At least he had something. The other guy who becomes the main character, I mean, he's got nothing. At least he's true to himself. I mean, the other guys, he's, he's having a rough time. Get over it, whatever your name is. Don't go on a backpacking trip and spend thousands of dollars if you're not in the mood. I mean, hey, he wanted to go to the museum. Yeah, that's like me, man. I'd rather go to the museums anyways. They're a weird pair, for certain. I, I don't think they're a weird pair. I think that's a pretty common pairing you'd find in the real world. But, I mean, the the guy who's interesting, quotation marks, of course. Yeah, most interesting might be a better word. Of in the context of this film, <laughs> who's most interesting, they get rid of right off the bat. He was kind of a loser, though. I mean, they're all terrible. We're just saying, yeah. How like... is the main guy terrible? I mean, he has a goal in mind, but at least he goes about it tastefully and doesn't force himself on anyone. You know, he sees his buddy floundering with the ladies and tries to go and save him multiple times, not by being a big, weird, jerky frat bro, but just by laying down some smooth lines. Well, I would say, you know, it's like the friend's not really even into it, and he keeps, for, like, kind of pushing the issue. Yeah, it's kind of weird, if you ask It's me. what they're there for. That's what he's there for. <laughs> All right, here, here, let me let me bring up my theory about old Josh before we move on. Which one's Josh? Fanny pack. Fanny packs don't get enough love. Them things are very useful. <laughs> They're much better than sling bags that are so easy to get stolen from you. That's true. Just saying. So, here's my theory. And I might be reading a little much into it, but I think there's something there. <laughs> I think he might be like a closeted gay person. Yes. Agree. Because, like, when that guy comes back around, the guy who touched his leg at the beginning, he, like, does the same thing back to that guy, and he feels, like, bad about his reaction to it, you know? And I was like interesting like so i'll just bring it up now there's a lot of like really homophobic remarks in this and i was like this is like and i mean back in then the 2000s unfortunately that was a lot of popular like dialogue too um but watching it now it's just like oof but then when that scene happened i was like oh you know that's almost forgivable if that's like the arc you know it's like he's actually gay and like finds himself and you know accepts who he is but immediately after that he just gets murdered so I don't really know, yeah, what the point of it was, but that was that's my theory, and I guess you guys agree with me, so. I mean, it's possible, but this is hostile we're talking about here. <laughs> I don't think there's many deep meanings. I thought that scene was just weird, but for me, it struck me as, why is he just, is he doing that just to show, like, that he was, oh, he's, I don't know, it was weird. It is possible, I guess, but I wouldn't say that it wasn't just a weird director's choice to make him touch his knee afterwards. <laughs> I like to believe that's the case. It makes it more interesting, if anything. Like, Agreed. There's some substance to the character, which I was like, okay, here we go. And would explain his weird overreaction. Like, that's a lot of overreacting. And, like, he doesn't want to have sex with any of these women. Yeah, it's like, okay, you know, like, I get it. But, um... Yeah, that's not like they explore it that deeply. It's just a couple no. of scenes that really <laughs> show that. But there's probably something there. That's all I'm saying. Probably. I agree with that. 
I'll say is a good point, and I'll say it is possible. <laughs> Thank but you. I don't want to give him too much credit. Either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like he does anything with the idea. So no, not at all. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just hard for me to get attached to any of these characters. It's just it goes on so long without any like horror elements. And then when it does happen, I'm kind of already like tired of the movie by that point. I think I've got it figured out. Dan and TV did not like this movie, and Fox and I did. Well, like, (laughs) did you like it? Kind of. Like, you know, it wasn't my favorite, but I recognized that if I'd been like in high school, this would have been like top tier high school Fox movies. Because I did watch a lot of like this type of movie back then. Yeah, I actually kind of like this one a little bit like it's not great but it's different than what i was expecting how so (laughs) well like like you're saying the whole first half of this movie it's kind of slow and it's kind of like a 2000s i don't know weird story of the dudes trying to hook up with girls and that wasn't anything great anything to write home about but it wasn't i didn't think it was that bad like it had the early 2000s charm to it which got a a little nostalgia. Yeah. Then when they actually got to the like the bloody stuff, I was squirming. And I was like, ooh, this is gnarly and uh, nasty. And I was surprised that this was like an organization set up for a murder vacation for rich people. I, I thought it was just going to be that weird guy killing people. But no, it's a whole organization going on there. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I did like that element. And when they were escaping, that was cool. And I really liked the way this ended, where he got revenge. I I enjoyed this. Like, I had popcorn, and it was a good, like, popcorn movie. I mean, it's kind of nasty at one point, but <laughs> I knew it was going to be like that, so I was prepared. Yeah, I guess for me, I I don't like the first half of the movie. We've discussed why in previous shows, but I mean... Those just aren't my thing. I don't think they're that good. Then the second half of the movie does get a lot more interesting. That's for sure with the whole organization thing. Um, They don't do a whole lot with it in this one, which I know that they do expand upon that in the two sequels. But in this one, they don't really do too much with it. So it's kind of like it. He's scratching the surface kind of thing with it, where it's an interesting idea, but you don't get to see it really pay off any in this one. And just it, it the the last half of it is just just nasty. What's the point of this besides just being a gross exploitation film? I'd like some justification for some of it to get me more invested in the story and then maybe I wouldn't have as much of a negative reaction to it. And and you know me, I love blood and gore in movies and games. I like that stuff, but it just doesn't sit right with me in this one. Well, it's not supposed to. I mean, this is a torture porn movie. It's not supposed to sit with you. It's not supposed to give you justification. Yeah, but then what's the point of watching it? Well, I mean, what's the point of watching any movie, you know? People like different things. Yeah, but there's not much to like in this. <laughs> well, it seems subjective. <laughs> the characters are all terrible. There's no point to it. It's just a, me- it's just a mess, a bloody mess. 
The practical effects are really good, though. I think you don't have a good basis for how low this genre can go and how bad it can get. There is a lot of these movies that are just complete junk and trash. Like, we talked about, what was it, Texas Chainsaw Master, the remake a long time ago. And that movie is just nasty to be nasty. It's so like this, is this movie. <laughs> not necessarily. I disagree with that. There's actually a point to this one. Eli Roth, he was online. He found like this Thai murder vacation site where you pay money and you could go there. And you basically do what happens here. But he was going to make a documentary about it. He couldn't get anybody to talk about it. So maybe it doesn't exist. Or he also said he was feared to get involved with the wrong people understandable which maybe a media publicity stunt but i'm sure that this probably happens somewhere in the world as something similar to this not saying that this is exposing it by any means but it's just there's not if you're looking for a point for like out of a horror movie like this you're not gonna find it I mean, you're you're searching for something you're not going to find. It's going to go down to whether you enjoyed it, being grossed out by it, you've kind of um, liked the effects or something like that, or you didn't. The, you're not going to find a point or a theme in this movie if you're looking for it. And that makes it objectively bad. That makes it worse than something like, say, The Exorcist, which is an unfair comparison, I know, but we reviewed it, so I'm going to compare it to that. That one's gross. That one's nasty. That one uh, involves children, even, and is gross and nasty with the children. But guess what? That's an awesome movie because there's a point and there's a message to it with well-developed characters and everything. So you can stomach through all the nastiness to get to the conclusion, right? And then it doesn't sit as bad with you because it's got all that good surrounding story and character development and motivation and climax and everything. But then you, you watch something like Hostel, like you said, there's no point to it. So I'm like, why would I watch this over something else where I can get the same amount of blood and gore, but have a much better time and not feel like I need to take a shower afterwards? I mean, I don't think you could say it's objectively bad because they keep making gore porn movies and people keep watching them because they like them. I mean, I can say it's objectively bad, yeah, but do <laughs> doesn't mean... Opinions are not objective, that's the thing, yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's the whole yeah. point, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean there's not a market for it. People love bad movies. Although people would probably say that they're good because they like them. That's fine if they like them, but I mean... You can't compare this to The Exorcist and say that it's <laughs> on par with it or better. Which is why it seems like a goofy thing to do to try and compare it to The Exorcist. You just said it wasn't a fair comparison. Yeah, I. it's because I'm making a point. I'm making a point about why I would rather watch something else that gives me much more fulfillment than watch this crap. Well, good. You, we, that's fine. <laughs> you don't have to like it. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I mean, I will agree. This is not The Exorcist. This is not supposed to be The Exorcist. This is for a like a more niche market of people who like these kind of movies. I normally do not like these kind of gore and torture porn movies, but I did enjoy this one. And 
I don't know why, I just kind of did. <laughs> yeah, I'm not ashamed to say it was amusing. No, because it does have a lot of amusing things in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was some funny stuff. There was, like, when the guy slipped on his fingers while he was revving the chainsaw that he had cut <laughs> off. He, he cut off the guy's fingers, and then he slipped on them and cut his leg in half. I, I will say, I thought that was pretty lame. <laughs> a lame way to get him out. I thought it was much more funny when he, like, was on the dead cart with all the bodies and, like, he lost his fingers and tried to get them back, but the butcher guy <laughs> took them That off. was amusing. Yeah, there are some, like, kind of, like, black comedy moments in this that I wasn't expecting either. Yeah, it was like, I thought it was going to be, like, deadly serious, you know, once the the horrifying torture stuff happened. but When they gave the candy to the kids yeah the kid gang <laughs> block them that was just dumb i'm sorry that was dumb <laughs> i liked it it was funny at the end when they actually started murdering people and i was like oh they are a threat okay fine <laughs> that's why i was like i accept the kids it was funny but it, but it was dumb it felt weird, but, you know, whatever. In this movie, fine. Yeah, just throw it in. <laughs> Might as well at that point. I mean, considering what else they've thrown at you. Yeah, it was weird, and I, I enjoyed it. You know, I actually had a pretty good time watching this. Let let me, if because I probably came off pretty harsh, because um, I had a, str a strong reaction to this. I don't care if you like this movie, right? That's great. I'm glad you like this movie. I'm just trying to put into words and give examples as to why I don't think it's good and why I'd rather watch something with a lot more substance that gets me my gore fix, right? There's, I know there's a, there's a market for everything out there, and that's good. That's how it should be. But it's like doesn't mean I can't judge it objectively and subjectively. And to me, the story is objectively what makes this bad compared to like a lot of other horror films. And that that's object that's objective right there. I mean, it seems like a semantic issue to say to me objectively it seems like an oxymoron. Everybody's going to have a different reaction to everything. That yeah, I'm kind of mixed on it. I thought that actually some of the horror stuff was actually really well done. Like the intro to this movie, like with the creepy imagery and like the guy like cleaning the room. Ooh, that really set the tone for something. And then we got like a half an hour of bros just broing out. And that kind of <laughs> lost me a bit. I think there's some pretty cool like shots and stuff, like some eerie ideas, like the um, Achilles tendon being cut. That was really like a creepy thing. He's like, go ahead, you can leave. And then, oof. I think that, like, once the horror stuff does start, I think it's actually fairly well done. I mean, and it's actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be either. Like, there is some pretty gnarly stuff, but it's not just constant. They really do build up to the final, like, nasty stuff, I feel like. It's like Saw. The first one is not that bad, really. Um, but all the sequels are what gives it its bad name. Like, the first Saw is good. That's a great movie with a great twist, if it is somewhat unbelievable, and a good story. This one, yeah, it's not as bad as what you're probably expecting. Um, you're still not, if you're like me, you're not going to like it very much, and it's going to be just disturbing to watch all the time. But Ooh, just like the human centipede. Ugh. Oh, 
That's better than this. I don't care for that one. Oh, I like the first one. If if you're in line with that, you may like this one. I mean, if you like those kind of movies. Maybe, yeah. This did kind of help kickstart that whole genre of, yeah, like the torture, body horror. No, I don't know if body horror is the right word. But yeah, just the gruesome torture, like, yeah, mangling people. And yeah, I think th- this was like one of the first ones, right? Like this and Saw. And Saw wasn't really that bad, the first one. Yeah, Saw was, came out before Hostel did. So they were in, well, a year before. So they were in production at the same time. I mean... Even Saw has a point to it, like the bad guy has a goal in mind that is, I mean, you can relate to it and understand where he's coming from, whereas this one does not. Now, I do think there is something interesting, and once again, maybe I'm digging too deep into this, but I think it's something like, you know, how the the bros are out there trying to, you know, live life, get the thrills, that kind of thing. That's the same thing that these rich people are trying to do, but just like to the extreme. And it's a kind of an interesting parallel there, I think, where it's like there's just like the normal people way and then how the rich do it, you know, or whatever. The jaded people, I suppose. I don't know. Desensitized. Yeah, the desensitized people. There's also a uh, parallel to the beginning of this movie when they have the sex-like dungeon where everybody's getting their... uh... Their pleasures taken care of in different ways, you know? Ah, Interesting. I hadn't thought about that. That is good. I like that. It's a very subtle, like, layer on the movie, I feel like. But it's there, and I do like that there's something there to it. Once more, we cross over into that realm of topic that Dan does not like. (laughs) Yeah, the pleasure. No wonder he didn't like this one, you know? It does kind of touch on that. Maybe not as, like, heavy-handedly as, say, like, Hellraiser, but... It's not Hellraiser, thank God. We haven't <laughs> talked about that in a while. What are we doing? I mean, we always talk <laughs> yeah. about Hellraiser. It's a lot to talk about. Well, I guess TV is the resident expert on Hellraiser. Yeah, for better or for worse. It's more of a burden than a gift. <laughs> That's for sure. Ugh, don't watch it, please. It's not worth it. Just watch the first two. No, don't do it. <laughs> You'll regret it. I've got a question. Has anybody seen Eli Roth's movie before this, Cabin Fever? I have. We tried to watch it one time and then, like, fell asleep, I think. So I've seen, like, the first 10 minutes. How was it, TV? So this is one of those movies I decided to watch in quarantine because I thought it was, like, a zombie movie. Um, But it's about, like, a horrible disease that, like, infects people and slowly kills them. Um, And it felt really weird to watch it (laughs) during this time. (laughs) Uh, a little too close to home than I was expecting, but it was okay. Um, I overall enjoyed it, but I have a lot of the same issues that I have with this, where it's like a little too broy and like that two thousands era language that doesn't really fly necessarily anymore. That kind of stuff. The characters are all pretty terrible, but the like gore effects are pretty crazy and nasty. And in the end, you know, it was okay. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Yeah. Didn't love it, didn't hate it, so it might be worth checking out. I saw the the house with the clock in its walls. He did that? He did do that. How was that? It could have been good, but it wasn't, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, dang. What else has he done? I, I saw Death Wish, the remake of that that he did. That was kind of meh. I didn't really like it that much. 
<laughs> Seems to be a trend going on here. <laughs> the guy knows how to make a movie. I'll give him that. Like, he's great with his practical effects. Well, maybe not in so much in the house with the clock in its walls, but <laughs> the ones that are practical are good in that. He's good with his camera work. He can direct a movie good. But the writing and the story is where it falls flat for me every time. I'd agree with that as well. For me, at least. Just not my vibe usually, yeah. It always hooks me and then it, yeah, it doesn't ever follow through the way I want it to, I feel like. I didn't realize he did the Thanksgiving fake trailer in Grindhouse. Ooh, that was him? That's the best trailer in that. That is the best trailer. That's so funny. Yeah, I think he is. He's got talent. It's just his style is not necessarily always meshes with my my tastes. He's not a good enough writer to match his directorial skills, I would say, 100%. <laughs> Looking at his writing credits, it's pretty much his own stuff and then Man with the Iron Fists, which was not the best. Yeah, I like how they call him backpackers in this movie, but never... Once do we see them backpacking? I know. I mean, they backpacked <laughs> from the train into the city. Oh, did they? Yeah, they got there to the hostel. Man, I was cringing a little bit with this movie. I was like, man, this is what like makes Americans look bad when they go to like foreign countries. This is like yeah. the stereotypical Americans. So I was like, oh, geez, like guys, and like oh, we're from America, yeah, and they're just like, <laughs> screw this place. This isn't nothing. I did see that he said that this was that was supposed to be one of the themes of the movie. Uh, yeah, well, it's there. It definitely is there. Yep, and when they go to the, uh, like, the murder organization, they're like, is he American? Okay, I'll do it, <laughs> you know? That's the most expensive one to kill, apparently. It's everybody wants to kill Americans. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. Dang. I did think that guy, when he was trying to escape in the suit and everything like he just suited up he was walking out that guy who came in i thought he did a pretty good job the guy who talks to him the other like rich guy who drilled out um kana's eye he was very unsettling yeah yeah he did a good job he's probably the best actor in the movie him and the yeah, the german guy they're both creepy like they both did a really good job of selling it i mean the scene went on too long but at least he did good. <laughs> it was very unsettling, and it felt uh, justified when he actually got him. Yeah, that that's like one of the two parts in this that, well, I mean, as he does get the girls and the dude at the end, but even that's kind of silly. But <laughs> yeah, when he kills, shoots that guy and cuts the other guy's fingers off in the toilet, those were good, like justified kills where you're like yeah let's see him get him i'm i was kind of hoping i haven't looked up what the second one is but i was hoping like the second one would be him going after the organization dude that'd be kind of cool i've heard people like the second one better so really maybe i need to watch it i am intrigued yeah i think it is more about the organization as a whole so and that is like the most interesting part for me Eli Roth did do the second one. I was looking up the credits. Interesting. Hmm. Maybe I'll check it out. I don't know. Well, that's cool that they could bring him back, I guess. I don't know what else he had going on. but Well, this movie made a lot of money for its budget, and um, 
it actually kicked Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe off as the number one. <laughs> oh. Um, when the movie like released, I guess they released at the same time. So <laughs> That's embarrassing. Be <laughs> Chronicles of Narnia. Poor Chronicles of Narnia. Dang. That's savage. I mean, that that's the thing with horror movies is people will see them no matter what. And that's why there's so many bad ones out there because no matter what, someone is going to watch it. I think you can attest to that with the Hellraiser, Terry. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I watched all of them, and I didn't even like over half of them. So whatever that tells yeah. you. Exactly. I'm part of the problem, aren't I? No. <laughs> well, not necessarily. I mean, a lot with these ones, it's not going to like challenge you. You can just sit back and watch them. Like, Ugh. But then there's another one. You're like, okay, I watched the first one. I got to watch this next one. It's weird. I disagree. I do not want to watch another Hostel, and I do not want to watch another Hellraiser. Hmm. Well, are we ready for some overall presentation then? Yeah, let's do it. So we got a scale that we use to rate these movies that goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it, in that order. We all give a little summary of what we think, and then we uh we try to average out our ratings at the end, but sometimes they don't quite mesh together correctly, so... Will we be hostile to hostile? Ooh. <laughs> but, you know, before we start, I was just, like, looking back at, like, um, it was a few years ago, I went on a vacation uh, to Europe, and I was just at this nice, like, um, uh, what would you call it? like a bathhouse, uh, massage parlor kind of thing. It was like a, a spa, that's the word, yes. I was at this, like, spa, and, you know, I was just walking past the booths, and I take a right, and there's just this dude posing next to this other guy who's sleeping with his like butt cheeks has like a face written on it <laughs> and they're like taking a picture it's obviously some sort of weird prank but i notice on the right cheek something written in small print and it said mike will go first <laughs> so i'm not sure if i like that that was on his cheek <laughs> i don't know what that quite means <laughs> It means it's a sign that you're supposed to go first. <laughs> go first for what here? I mean... <laughs> I'm not going to question it. So, well, this is Hostel. We finally watched it. Um, the first time I ever knew of this movie was on my radar. I think I mentioned it maybe in our last review was Dan and I were in Hastings and Dan pointed at this movie. And he said, hey, that's supposed to be good, maybe. <laughs> oh, Ever since how then, wrong I was. It's always been on the radar. I just never got around to watching it. I kind of didn't want to watch it because this movie does have a reputation. But, you know, I actually liked it. It was kind of amusing. Like, it's not great. It's not the best horror movie I've ever seen. But I didn't expect it to be in those things. And it was better than what I expected. And I'm going to give it a watch it. But... This movie does have a reputation, so you're probably aware of it, and you probably have a good idea if you're going to like this or not, so watch it from Mike. Yeah, you know, we brought up the old Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake earlier, this being from the same era, and I think what really sets this one apart from other movies like that is Texas Chainsaw was just disgusting the whole time. Even when it wasn't being gore porn, it was just being disgusting with the set and the gross people. But this one at least had a fun, light-hearted first half that reminded me a lot of Eurotrip, or knowing what we know now, I suppose Eurotrip reminds me of this. 
You'll probably get a lot more mileage out of this one if you grew up in that era watching those kind of movies. As TV pointed out, there's some stuff that may not be super uh, PC these days in there. Some verbiage that's frowned upon. So keep an eye out for that. But I gotta give it a watch overall, you know. You can throw this one into your October rotation if you're running thin on other horror movies to see. It's an amusing little torture gore porn flick with a fairly satisfying resolution. Yeah, I feel pretty mixed on this one. Um, I've always heard about it, you know, it kind of was hyped up a little bit, um, and I've always heard that it's, you know, better than most other of the gore porn genre or whatever, um, but, you know, I, I don't think that's wrong, necessarily. I think it's better than a lot that I've seen, but I still am not a huge into it. I just didn't really like the characters that much. I thought there might be some interesting subtext there, but for the most part, it's not explored at all. There is some pretty dated language that is not kosher these days that wasn't great. Um, but, you know, it was in the 2000s, I guess, if that's an excuse. So, um, But I do think there are some good stuff. Like, I think the the tone like of the horror stuff is actually pretty interesting. There's some weird dark comedy stuff in here that's kind of funny, weirdly, that I didn't expect. And I think there are some like good performances with like some of the bad guys that I really like, too. I think I'm going to give a pass, though. I probably could have just skipped this one and would have been fine. I don't think it held up really well for me. I am curious to watch the second one. I've heard it's better, and it explores the stuff that I found kind of interesting about this one, so maybe I'll like the second. I don't know. I will probably watch it someday, but I'm not in a huge rush to do so. Uh, I'll just, yeah, I'll just give it a pass. So this movie is junk from the very start to the very end. The the whole first half is just boring. There's no point to it. There's no point to the whole movie in general. First half is just a bunch of dudes who are jerks going around trying to get laid. Um, it's not funny, which usually for that type of thing, they try and make it funny to keep you interested. And then the they kill off the most interesting, quotation marks, character in this movie super early. And you're just left with a bunch of people you don't really care about and who continue to make dumb decisions throughout the rest of the movie. Um, and then you get to the actual torture stuff. And, I mean, it's it's what you expect going in. If you've heard the reputation, you, you know what you're getting into. Um, the practical effects are good in this, and you get good clean shots of everything that's going on so if you like that i guess that's that's good um there's just no substance to it uh it's like eating a bowl of cheerios but they put sawdust in the cheerios instead of what it's regularly made out of there's no substance to this film and it makes it worse than many other horror films that come packaged with a good story and good characters and give you a reason for all the violence and bloodshed and everything and actually make you care about what's going on and make you care about the characters in there and give you a justification to put up with all the crap that's in the film. I wish I had not seen this movie it's going in that category with Hellraiser and Society, and I'm going to burn it. This movie is junk, and you should not watch it or the sequels.
Dang. <laughs> Dang. There's just no reason to. It's complete crap. You can get your fill of gore from other things. If you want something in this style that actually has good characters and a good story go watch the first saw it is superior in every way objectively and subjectively <laughs> and you got a review of hostile hostile sequels saw all in one who knew objectively and subjectively these are the facts people these are the facts you heard it here don't even listen to our ratings of this just listen to dan's it's the the facts the cold hard facts like like i said it's fine if you like it but <laughs> you can objectively argue that saw is better than this Let's not. <laughs> My argument is that all art is subjective, but that's just that's I me. I think that's the point. There's certain techniques, the storytelling, that are better than others. That's okay. We we don't have to get into it here. Yeah. <laughs> the best movies use those techniques, and the ones that aren't do not. Just saying. Maybe. Until those get stale, I guess, I mean. There's nothing wrong if you don't like it, I'll agree, but but there is objective criticism that you can make for films. If they don't like those quote-unquote classics, then it's like... That's fine, that's subjective, but there are objective things that you can make. I think Terry's point is that it's always subjective. Yeah, it's never objective, that's my point. For, like, art and movies and stuff, like, it always has some personal bias to it. And there's always some sort of personal experience. I mean, people are generally going to agree, you know, like, yeah, the classics are better, but, I mean... There's a reason they're better. Well, to some people, which, again, it's, you know, subjective. Some people don't like those as much. That's okay. We don't need to get into it. Maybe we'll have Objective Power Hour with Dan... Someday, that would be but... interesting. I'd have to actually like write down all my points so I could say them correctly. Mm. <laughs> but for our review here, hostile, I guess, is a pass. Yeah, I think so. I was very hostile to hostile. <laughs> I hated every minute watching this. <laughs> Just know it can be worse. I know. I've seen Hellraiser. That, that doesn't disturb oh, me. Like... Hellraiser is much better than this. Come on. <laughs> Hellraiser is better than this, but I would rather watch Hostel over that. All right. But, you know, <laughs> what have we got coming up for next time? Oh, I think it's time for Terry's segment that he forgot about the last episode. The Exorcist Hour. Wait. The what? Terry's Exorcist. Uh, what did I call it the first episode? Second. He episode. doesn't know his his new segment. <laughs> Exorcist update. That's what it's called. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh yeah, there yeah. You go. Lay it on us, dog. So, I forgot to mention in the last episode, but I did watch Exorcist three. Ah. Ooh. And that was actually pretty cool. <laughs> I liked it quite a bit. I heard it's good. I don't want to say too much in case someday we review it, because I think it would be a good one to review, but... Do you have to watch Heretic to watch that one? No, I would say don't even bother, yeah. That's good. Yeah, they, they don't even address <laughs> it, so don't worry about that. But yeah, it, it's pretty cool, so I'll just leave it at that. If anybody's curious about it, Exorcist 3. Now that's a movie. Maybe that's what I'll watch for Halloween this year. I would say that it reminded me a lot of the movie 7. Interesting. Which is not what I was expecting going into it, but hey. So, there you go. Terry's Exorcist update. I don't think I'm going to go any farther with the movies, though, boys. Um, 
<laughs> I'm worried that for I've learned that if any movie has the word origins in it, it's usually not that great. So Yeah. <laughs> and I believe the next one's called Exorcist Origins. <laughs> or is Exorcist the Beginning? I think it might be called The Beginning, and that's even worse than Origins. So yeah. <laughs> I might just avoid that if at all possible. Probably a good idea. What are we doing for next week, boys? Any big uh Ways to send off our Halloween series, perhaps? I know what we're doing. It's a special thing, too. We can't end on Hostel for our Halloween <laughs> series. <laughs> so instead, we're going to go one extra, just because we all love Halloween so much. And at least two of us, for sure, have wanted to do this for a while. But we're going to watch the original 1977 Suspiria by the one and only Dario Argento. And then we're going to watch the remake that Amazon did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we're going to talk about both and compare both. We haven't done a double feature in years, one year-ish. I hope it's going to be an interesting discussion because there's a lot I want to talk about about the first one anyway, so... <laughs> I think the comparison will draw an interesting discussion, even. From what I've heard and what Terry's told me, it will be a very interesting comparison. I'm excited, yeah. Me too. I love Suspiria. But in the meantime, if any of you listeners out there, you know, want to get in contact with us, talk to us about your favorite, like, Halloween movies, horror movies that you like to watch in October, you can hit us up at Facebook or Twitter at Run the Real. Or you can even email us at runtherealpodcast at gmail.com. We want to know your thoughts and your opinions. Do you like Hostel? Do you think it's a classic? Tell us why. I want to know too, please. Tell us everything about it. Yeah, I want to hear some different opinions about this thing because I'm a little mixed on it myself. <laughs> you know, it's been built up so high, so I want to hear it. Yeah, please be sure to get in contact with us. Tell us about your objective thoughts on Hostel. <laughs> But anyways, thanks for listening to us tonight. We really appreciate it. This is Run The Real, signing off. Mm-hmm.